Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Hey, everyone. Today's Real Vision Daily Briefing is sponsored by Engrave, maker of the coldest hardware wallet, Zero, and stainless steel backup graphene. Engrave brings you the highest security in a touchscreen experience to safely manage all your crypto offline. Enjoy a 10% Real Vision discount in Engrave.io shop with the code RealVision. Now to the top analysis of today's markets. Will tech earnings deliver? Hi, everyone. Welcome to the Real Vision Daily Briefing. With me today is Dale Pinker, trading coach at TradeGate Hub. Hi, Dale. How are you? I'm good, Maggie. Great to be a pinch hitter because uh, <laughs> that, that when you come in as a pinch hitter, everything's on the line. Oh, so, my gosh. Well, you thrive right. in that environment. But Dale's referring to the fact that we originally had Dave uh, Massa, who's going to join us, but um, he had something come up, um, unfortunately. So he had yeah. to... Had fortunately, to, had to Dave had something come up. But fortunately <laughs> for us, yes. Unfortunately, before turned out fortunately because Dell is kind enough to step in. And and I'm so glad you did because it is a Monday. We have a very busy week, a lot of big earnings, especially in tech. We have a Fed meeting, a jobs report Friday. We've got a stock market that's rallying again. The S&P 500 looks like it's going to close at another record high. We have the NASDAQ up uh, 1%. Well, I, I, I think it's actually going to settle up there. Um, bond yields edging lower, dollars slightly higher, but very interestingly for keen listeners, regular listeners, which I hope you all are, if you were lucky enough to catch Dale the last time he was on, you basically laid out this scenario for us, Dale. You told us levels, you kind of made the case why in the short term you felt like there could be this, uh, you know, this move to the upside. Uh, so I want to I start with the S&P 500 and then we'll talk about some individual tech names break out okay. a couple of them. But okay. but how are you viewing this? This is kind of the scenario you laid out, isn't it? Yeah, the 4,800 breakout. Mm -hmm. uh, so now people have to be aware of that 4,800 number. You don't, if you're a bull, you don't want to see closes back under 48. Uh, there's a little change if people pull up their daily S&P charts and NASDAQ charts. Momentum wasn't confirming last week. It was on interday, like four hour, two hour confirmed highs and the new highs that we're making here are not really confirming so you know i think we're in a blow off and the opening line is will tech earnings deliver maybe what's really important maggie is mm -hmm. will jay paul deliver yes in fact there is some talk that you need it all to come together because you know the market's priced such that it seems like it's a little vulnerable to negative news or any kind of negative surprise. So you need to have the earnings line up. You need to have the Fed and J-PAL, I guess, not be bearish, right? Um, and we've well, got and we've got some economic data coming too. So it looks like it's all got a lineup. Yeah, I mean, it's a great week not to trade. <laughs> okay, I mean, there are so many binary events out there that unless you're really nimble and unless you're really quick or unless it's a position that you have leads on, 
that um, why be a hero? Yeah, prudent, prudence over valor. Um, and I thought most of it would be over by the uh, by Wednesday with the Fed, but there, if there's an NFP, that's another red number on Friday. Mm -hmm. So um, what you have to do in this environment is just go with your big levels if you're going to trade and trade smaller. And there are a couple things going on that uh, the Fed might deliver. Um, it looks like the market's looking for a dovish uh, Jay Paul. I'm not sure, but you know they're taking the dollar down. The market's rallying. Yields are falling. Mm -hmm. It sure seems like the market's anticipating um, maybe not a rate cut, but at least during the press conference, uh, dovishness. Now, if they don't get it, um, I think the market's going to be pretty disappointed. And uh, so. You know, that's a great or, observation because so yeah. much of it is how they're how they're set up, you know, how yeah. they're set up going into it. By the yeah. way, I love this. Uh, someone said, uh, Paul just said, coach is more than just a pinch hitter. He's the DH for the RV chat designated hitter. <laughs> <laughs> like we it. agree. All Paul. right. I could play every day. All right. <laughs> exactly. All right. Um, so, okay. So let's, let's talk a little bit about, I do want to focus because it seems like once again, uh, tech the mag 7 are kind of leading this or certainly at least technology yeah. let's 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 re, re up again on apple because you know you were you talked about it last time you were feeling bearish about apple but then you were careful and because yeah, you always protect yourself you didn't get killed by apple what are you yeah. looking at now well you know i did lose money on uh, january 180 puts it went right to the strike right before the upgrade <clears throat> and then someone asked me well dale what about apple one more rip and then you sell it, and I wasn't sure. I thought, mm -hmm. you know, uh, let's see what this rally, once we have a breakout, what it has in it. And I'm not impressed with what it had in it. Uh, we didn't make a new high like many other tech stocks did. We have the potential of a failing rally, double top. And even if the S&Ps continue their rally, even towards like the 5,000 number, the big round number of 5,000, um, I will look to short Apple on that rally wrong on closes over 200. Oh, oh okay there you you are back. <clears throat> so you froze, yeah. I froze. Um but I could still hear you. Okay. And now I'm not sure. I don't I think so, we're unfrozen now. Yeah, we're unfrozen. Okay, great. Um Okay. Okay, super. So bear with us yep. everyone. The other thing I'm going to ask Brian to look at and Super Mario is behind the wheel today too is whether this is the system or is it me? Because they are doing some work in my area. So Brian, let me know if if it's overall trouble, if it happens again, or if it's just me, because I can always rejoin or move. Anyway, real time, folks, we are not AI or recorded. This is real time. And this is how you know stuff happens. <laughs> um, so, okay. So Apple, you were, it, it, one more rip they asked you. And I think you said you were not impressed. You have not been impressed yeah, by what you've I, seen. I'm not impressed. It didn't make new highs. Uh, the market's making new highs. We're, you know, uh, finishing about unchanged on the day in Apple. And I'm willing to sell strength uh, in the next week or so. And my mm -hmm. stop loss would be over the first high at 200. Because if it fails from here, I expect a 180 test and then mm. sharply lower. So it's worth a shot to me since it's, you know, didn't act well towards the end of the week um, and it's lagging. So if the S&Ps continue and yet Apple again cannot take out 200, 
that's a tell to me to get short. Mm, okay. So, and is there is there a a level that you would look at that you would be interested in buying Apple at? Like when you're saying a sharp move lower, that that's got to be, I guess, significantly below where we are right uh, now. Uh, one sixty. Okay. Wow. Under one eighty, it's a simple measured move. The range is twenty bucks from uh, two hundred to one eighty. Under one eighty takes it back to the October lows. Okay. Now, what about Intel? That's another tech name you have your eye on. Why are you interested in that one? Well, uh, you know, Intel did participate. Uh, you know, I was talking to Brian before the show. He actually had doubles in uh, less than a year in Intel. And we had a downgrade on it late last week. And, you know, I talked to a lot of smart people too, Maggie. Not every thought I have is original. I believe in intelligence gathering. And, uh, you know, you probably learn a lot from your guests. But I got a uh, text on X from this guy who was a floor trader, late 70s, all the, all the way through the 80s. He was even on the floor during the 87 crash. And he told me that he just had a flashback that in the year 2000, Apple, uh, excuse me, Intel received this downgrade. And it actually was the beginning of the peak for NASDAQ stocks. So, uh, you know, you have, you don't have to, you either have to be a market historian or an older trader to have seen and lived and that that would come back to you. So that was an important signal in 2000 for uh, the dot-com bubble. So just something to pay attention to. I think Apple's done. Uh, you know, that's a pretty, that's like Oracle. Really tough to repair this kind of damage in a chart. And uh, so Intel goes, perhaps uh, some attack follows. So there are cracks. You have um, you have uh, Intel doing this. You have Apple not making new highs. You're starting to get some divergences. Uh, the VIX is not at 12 anymore. Mm. Uh, we've, we continually make higher lows in VIX. So I think there's at least a correction setting up between here and 5,000 in the S&Ps in the next week or so. That's so interesting. Yeah, and 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 to be clear, this is what I love about the conversation we had. You're giving your short-term perspective and then there's a sort of, you know, um, I'm going to call it medium because it's not long-term, but then a, another regime after that that you're keeping an eye on. Um, so when you talked to us last time, you gave the conditions why you could see this run up, this continuation or this reach higher. But then after that, at certain levels and certain conditions, you're worried about a regime change. I want to get in Tesla before we move on to bonds, because I think they're connected. Uh, Tesla is, uh, you got a lot of questions on that last time. We get questions on Tesla all the time. There, you, Some of you folks are just hardcore Tesla people out there. We got questions about the Tesla chart. Some people, and I think you said you didn't love it, right? You didn't love the Tesla chart? I and said it so, would take out the October lows Yeah, and so trade what are we under 200. You know, if the market's overbought now and could be in for a correction, why do you want to buy an underperformer? Mm. Uh, didn't you learn that lesson last week? Because Tesla's been underperforming for a while. So, you know, I think there's a chance for, you know, there could always be recovery, but I don't think this is a low. It could see 150. So, um, you know, I'm not going to try and uh, call a bottom in Tesla 
because that was a very damaging day as well, closing under mm -hmm. 208, 200. So it, it would have to get back over 200 for me to say uh, a recovery is underway. Hey, everyone, we're going to take a quick break right now to hear a word from our partners. We'll be right back with more of the day's top analysis on the Real Vision Daily Briefing. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Yeah, that's so interesting. When you're in a when you're a Tesla investor, very important to separate out if you are just a long-term believer in either some of what they're doing in Elon Musk himself or but and if you're a short-term investor, very different story. Those two groups of people have very different ideas. You know, more than the stock itself, uh I think that viewers should learn that the market gives you messages. And when a, a stock during a bull move in equities is not performing, there's something wrong. If something cannot perform with a tailwind, what happens when the headwinds come? Or if the, they can't knock something down with a headwind, just wait till that headwind dissipates and then it will take off like a rocket. So you really have to diagnose the relative strength compared to the rest of the market, compared to different sectors, to have your preferred longs and shorts. You want to buy the strength when it pulls back, and you want to sell the weakness when it rallies in sympathy with the strength. Mm -hmm. So, uh, and Tesla has been giving that message for quite some time. We haven't made new highs in Tesla in, what, a year and a half or so? And everything else has moved on to new highs. So that there was a message in that. Yeah, that's a great point. Oliver has a really good question and I wanna bring it in here while we're talking about tech. Question for Dale, how relevant do you think Apple and Intel are to the market when they are not the leaders anymore like they were back in 2000? Are you watching Nvidia and Meta as key stocks to watch for a pullback? Uh, of course, they're, you know, uh, you know, they're like the dot-com stocks in 2000. Mm -hmm. uh, and perhaps Intel peaked a month or two before the dot-coms begin to cave. So I think they are important because although they're not the superstars and going parabolic, they still have an awful lot of uh, market cap. And if yeah. they sink, it's going to have an impact on the market. Sometimes the generals will retreat before the troops. And watch the watch the battle <laughs> from the mountaintop, okay? <laughs> and I think that Apple and Intel are a couple of generals that are retreating from, uh, you know, missiles like uh, Nvidia. Uh, you know, could go to seven hundred. I don't know where the top is. I tr I've learned my lesson in Nvidia, and it was the relative strength, and I tried to short it. Um, I'm going to go with you know what I've learned over the years and not try and be a hero. I always got tempted to do that, but trade short the weakness. And if I can't get long, 
uh, things that are becoming parabolic, just let them go. There's always a, another trait. Fantastic. You, 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 I, I've said it before and I'm going to say it again. You have some great turns of phrases, but I love that because I think we can all really wrap our head around that. Um, and you're not the only one who says that about NVIDIA. There's some people who really closely watch the tech space and they are also kind of have a conversation and then have to carve out NVIDIA because it's kind of taken on a life of its own. And, um, and, and there's so many folks in it that are, that are pushing it higher. It's a little hard to fight that trend, a little hard to fit that into a framework. Um, related to this, Paul asking, coach, could earnings miss on, if earnings, well, could earnings misses on Microsoft, Google, Meta, Amazon this week? bring a severe market correction. I'm going to throw my own wording in there, Paul, and say, we talked about how there are all these things happening this week. What kind of weighting are you putting on the earnings news, maybe versus the Fed and payrolls? You know, could that in itself spark a big pullback in the market you know, if I, those I, stocks I, miss? I, I have another saying that people who buy headlines today sell newspapers tomorrow. So I think that tech has to deliver good earnings because a lot of it's already in the price. I, yeah. I think that the Fed has to be a dove because the market is expecting them to be a dove. And uh, I think that the market would like to see the employment numbers start to mitigate. And uh, that's going to be an important number too. And that's why I said, you know, it's really a good week to just be a spectator and just wait for your levels instead of trying to predict what the how the market's going to react to all, all of these things. No one knows. Yeah. So let 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 the market react and then react to the reaction is what I'd advise on a week like this. And again, it's okay to sit it out until next week. Um, and you won't have as much volatility to contend with. And you're not going to miss everything. And if you miss something, hey, get used to it. I miss things every day. And you can't beat yourself up about missing things. Uh, the most important thing you could do is uh, try and trade with probability on your side. And you could throw your charts away during the Fed presser, mm. okay, or an yeah. NFP number or the BOE or the Treasury uh, mix of the offerings that we have coming, I think, tomorrow. So there, there's a lot of uh, two-way action, but you could still have a macro view of what you would do. Say the, you know, the Fed is dovish and the S&P is rallied to 5,000, but Apple is not make, taking out 200 on that rally. I'll do something. But to do something now in front of it yeah. is, um, you know, uh, not real prudent. Dangerous. Yeah. So we have so many good questions. I just want to, before I get into it, let me ask you your view. We're going to skip around here a little bit. Let me ask you your view on the dollar, because we okay. talked last time about how important the dollar is and, um, you know, getting that right matters. So what are you looking at for, for DXY? Well, I've been talking about 105 for a while, and we've kind of inched our way up there since the last time I was on. This was this chart was inner day. So this is how I'm going to trade the dollar. Okay. Uh, I have two levels where I'd be a buyer and where I'd be a seller. So if the dollar rally continues, which I think may not happen the way yields are acting today, 
I'm a seller at 105. That would be pretty close to the 107 level I forecasted in Euro. We got under 108 today. We still close lower. And if the, they sell the dollar off, which is the way it kind of acted today with the metals and the market and everything up, um, I'm a buyer at 102.50 to 102 looking for 105. So I'm either a seller at 105 or I'm a buyer at 102 uh, looking for 105. If we get to 105, I'm a seller looking for new lows under um, par. So those are my two levels uh, to trade this week. And I'm fine with either. If we take the dollar down, there's some pretty positive uh, seasonals in the dollar for the month of February. Um, commercials aren't as um, short, the mm. dollar. Uh, big specs are uh, real uh, short, the dollar. So there, I still expect a squeeze up to 105. Awesome. And you're looking at the peso too, the Mexican peso. Is that on your yeah. chart, on your on your list? What are you yeah, looking at it, there? It should be there. So what's the biggest political hot potato that you hear about on the news every day? The border. Uh, yeah. For the those border. living in the U.S., you all know. Yeah. The border, porous border. So here's a long, here's a weekly chart of the peso. And it really bottomed last fall, uh, last summer. And recently, we've had a pullback and put in a higher low. It's amazing how charts can begin to identify what might be a fundamental situation. And this is a pretty constructive chart because you have a couple of places where you can manage risk, which is important. Mm -hmm. So um, you might have some type of dip to buy it around the 17 level and risk maybe 1660 on a closing basis. Because if we get back over 1740, that's a 50-week moving average. Um, that could take it all the way up towards uh, 1980, back to the breakdown. And what I'm thinking is uh, what might be the catalyst could be a border closure. Because if there is a border closure, um, the duress and financial liability of handling the refugees is transferred from us to Mexico for a while. And Mexico, uh, people are very bullish. You can tell uh, the, the peso's been appreciating for quite some time, going back to 2020, when it was 25 to the dollar. And, you know, we got down to about 16. So, you know, it's not a secret anymore that Mexico is benefiting from reshoring manufacturing. Mm -hmm. um, recently, the Mexican government uh, has made it more difficult to become for expats to come there uh, because there's a lot of gentrification taking place where expats, Americans are moving down, they're driving up the cost of housing for the locals. And if we shut the border, uh, that's going to make people a little worried about the peso. So I think there's a special situation um, that could be driven by politics <clears throat> and Very makes, it, makes the peso vulnerable for uh, a big pullback, which would be a rallying if the way it's paired USD max. We're going to take another quick break to hear a word from our partners. We'll be right back with more of the day's top analysis on the Real Vision Daily Briefing. Very interesting. And we've been talking about how it's an election year, and that is a, a big issue that we're all going to be ha having when to watch out When did you ever for. think President Biden would be willing to close the border? 
Dale, I long ago learned to never try to anticipate what happens in Washington. Yeah. Literally, they, yeah. a job yeah. tried to convince me to move there a long time ago, and I said, "No, thank you." All right. um, glad, but everybody, everybody knows that's how I feel about uh, okay. about all things related to Washington. So we have a question from the Macro Butler, Dale. What do you think about a long DAC, a long Dow short Nasdaq pair trade from here? I'm going to make sure I get that right. Long okay. Dow, short NASDAQ, pair trade from here. Well, that would be fading my uh, belief in relative strength and weakness. So he wants to short the strength because there's more air in it and be long the Dow against it. Uh, the Dow's been weaker, uh, doesn't have the kind of overbought RSI structure. So... Um, uh, it wouldn't be my style to do that. If it was, I'd be shorting the Nikkei and buying China. That's wow. what it's like. Okay. You know, I mean, you're buying something, you're shorting the parabolic move in Japan and you're buying the hope of, of China that it bottomed. So uh, I wish him luck. It could work. It's just not my style. I would short the weakness. So Roger asking as a follow-up, um, and I know, Ralph, you're interested probably in those comments on Mexico since you're always asking international. And I saw your question. We'll get to it in a moment. But Ro uh, Roger asking, would you, Dale, also be interested in Mexican equities? Uh, you know, it's uh, a lot of equity markets do better when their currency is under pressure. Ask the people in Turkey. So I've talked to people in Turkey and I go, how do you deal with that kind of depreciation of a currency? And they, uh, he told me I buy stocks because as the currency collapses, stock prices are a pretty good hedge. We'll see if that happens here in the U.S. if we have a big bear but it's market. An interesting, it's an interesting yeah. observation. Great question. Yeah. Great question, by the way, uh, Roger. So, and Ralph liked it too, as I suspected. Um, so Ralph asking, what are your thoughts on the British pound Gold in India, that's a lot. But let's let's start with the British pound. And if you have a comment on the other ones, we'll take it. But what, what, right. how are you feeling about the pound right now? Well, the pound's been really acting stubbornly strong compared to the euro. And that's why the euro pound has been declining. Euro's been the weakness compared to the pound. I believe there's a BOE meeting here. And the fact that it doesn't go down makes me sense that they may want to take out the stops over 128 first and trade towards 29. Maybe it's going to happen with a dovish Fed and um, maybe not as dovish BOE. Uh, but then after 29, I think the pound could sell off pretty good, uh, back down to 23. I just think there might be a short squeeze left in uh, cable before it joins um, the decline with the dollar marching to 105. Hope that Excellent. helps. I think it does. How about gold? Because you sent a gold chart over. That was another one of Ralph's questions. And I think we have a chart of gold. How, what do you what do you what do you think about gold? All right. Well, gold's closed better than what we're looking at right here. I just don't think it's ready, Mag Maggie. And um uh I still think that they're gonna flush the buyer, the longs out under 200. Um, 1940 is about uh, 61, eight back. That's 1938. Uh, the shares finally came to life a little bit, but they're so underperforming. I think there'll be lows in the metals in February or March. I'm not short, but I'm not long here. I'm being patient. 
to buy the miners uh, in February and March. So not ready yet. I would probably time uh, a gold buy with when the dollar gets 105, I'll be taking a look at where the metals are. Uh, I wanted to touch on nat gas too, because you sent over nat gas. Yeah, it's a real classic chart. Uh, it's called the Widowmaker. There are so many women out there looking for husbands after the trading action we've had <laughs> in the last few weeks. I'm hiding out, okay? As you should be. As you should all be. Right. We got to anyway, protect you, Dale. Uh, anyway, we gapped down. First of all, it's been a grinding decline for people trying to bottom pick this forever. Um, and then we had a capitula capitulation day where we had that gap to the downside. And making that new low and taking out the December low where people bought it, you need closes over three to turn. But now it's becoming interesting to me because I think we we had that capitulation move uh, down at, you know, 203, that low last week. We're taking it out now. And the reason I'm showing a four of four hour, oh, it looks like I'm showing the daily. All right, well, as you can see, see the RSI in the daily? compared to where the RSI was in December. Mm -hmm. um, it's a pretty good divergence. And now even on the four hour and uh, two hour, we're beginning to diverge. So I am now looking uh, for a low to get long um, and not be a, you know, a widow. Uh, but you know what? Wait for it to tell you. So this is what you wait for. You haven't seen it all the way down. You wait for a reversal day, preferably a key reversal, which means on a daily, it takes out the previous day's low, then takes out the previous day's high and closes near the high of the day. That's your signal. Mm -hmm. And with your stops under the low of that day. So you can manage risk and not just buy it because it's cheap. Let the market give you a signal so you have a place to manage risk. I mean, what happens when you go to the dollar store, you buy something and you bring it home? It breaks. So you don't want to necessarily buy something because it's cheap. Yes, because it's cheap. Exactly. And that's going right. to be super helpful because Ralph said he has tire tracks on his back from trading that gas before. So hopefully that's helpful. Michael is asking about commodities. Michael, I don't know if you have specific ones. Are you? Do you want ag? Do you want energy? What do you, What do you put put in the chat? What you're and if you're on YouTube, you're not on the chat on the platform. So you have to create your free membership to come on the platform so you can get on the chat and see all these great ideas. Um, all right, or he says bonds. Okay, Michael, while you ask about what commodity, and I'm not sure we're going to get to it now, but what about bonds? Because we we touched on it, Dale, but we didn't we didn't yeah. um, talk about it. What are you looking at for the 10-year? I know that medium term, I think you're looking for, much like stocks, you're looking for a regime change and maybe a move higher in yields at some point, right? So but, but yeah. how do you see this playing out? Uh, well, I, I, I think that the 10-year uh, yields still have um, uh, one wave back to the upside above the recent uh, high of 420. Uh, it's a little too pat for me that we stopped at uh, 423. It was about 38% back. TLT uh, came off about eight 
100 points from 101 to 93. It could rally to, you know, 97, halfway back, and then have another decline in bonds. Uh, so um, I'm, not I'm not ready to be a, uh, a T-note buyer. I'd be selling note strength, uh, T-note strength, and I'd be looking for yields to take out 420, possibly go to 440. And in the month of February, they could head lower now. And I think that's also going to be the driver if they take the dollar down for uh, a dollar rally to mm -hmm. 105 and also could be a catalyst for a correction in the market. Uh, great stuff. Um, Michael uh, explained broad DBC is what he was looking at for commodities. Okay. Um, I look at DBA, DBC. You know, Michael, I've been looking for a low in the grain complex for quite some time. And, uh, you know, like natural gas, it's a heartbreaker. Uh, but I would still pay attention to this because uh, now we're entering this planting season here in the U.S. coming up in a month or two. We have very low carryover. And wheat has been holding up the best between beans, corn, and wheat. But I have to believe that what's going to be part of this commodity cycle is also going to be higher food prices. Uh, so uh, keep an eye on on beans. I think they're trading sub-12 and they're beginning to diverge. So uh, if you're looking for something that's uh, cheap comparatively to the commodity market, the grains are your sector. Fantastic. All right, we're going to have to leave it there. Jane J right. said, is there a TV support group for net gas traders? I didn't know there were so many of us. You know that we're working on in the chat breaking it down into sort of subgroups, subtitles. So certainly commodities, but maybe we'll have a special one for Nat Gas. Stay tuned on that, J&J. &J. Uh, fantastic questions all around. Dale, as always, so, so great to catch up with you and hear your thoughts, especially since you sort of laid this out so nicely last time. Uh, so I hope everyone took a lot of notes and we'll go back and bookmark these on the platform, bookmark these levels so that you can pay attention and use them since Dale's kind enough to share them them all and, with us. So and thank you listen, so much. don't talk so much. Listen to the market and hear the message. Listen and, to what it's saying and let go of your ego because uh, you're going to have to respect the power of the market one way or the other. And that's that right. comes from experience. That's right. And don't feel like yeah. you have to do something all the time, right? Yeah, that's the other big good. message from this conversation. This is a yeah. tough week. So maybe yeah. just Get your ideas ready and then wait for your entry points. That's right. Fantastic Be stuff. Always, always leaving patient. us with such wisdom, Dale. We appreciate it. All right, Maggie. Great to so be listen, with you. So um, listen, uh, in other news, uh, we are giving away free copies of Jared Dillian's latest book. If you did not see the conversation as part of our personal finance, uh, which is happening this week, uh, Festival of Learning Personal Finance Week is this week. Um, it's a really great conversation with Jared about his book, how to have a how to build your wealth, but also have a healthy relationship with money. I'm going to talk to Raul about it later. I'm going to talk to James Altucher about it too. Um, so they're going to be some really great conversations. But we're giving away some e-copies of Jared's book. So you have got, if you're a member, drop RVDB in the comment section, not on the chat, in the comment section of the video on the platform of the daily this daily briefing if you are not a if you are on youtube and listening 
create a free me a free account on Real Vision so that you can come and drop your comment in the section for the daily briefing. Go to the video, you'll see it, and then put your um, there is a limited amount left. There was such a huge response initially. There's a limited amount left. First come, first serve. YouTube com- YouTube comments or putting it in YouTube on the comment page will not count. So you've got to go on the platform and do it, but I encourage it. It's a great read. A lot of people have already read it and are really enjoying it. So it's free. It's our gift to you. So come claim it. Um, thanks, everybody. Thanks, Dale. Uh, we will be back same time tomorrow covering all this great stuff. So we hope to see you then. In the meantime, take care and good luck out there. Hey, everybody. Today's Real Vision Daily Briefing is sponsored by Engrave, maker of the coldest hardware wallet, Zero, and stainless steel backup graphene. Engrave brings you the highest security in a touchscreen experience to safely manage all your crypto offline. Enjoy a 10% Real Vision discount in engrave.io shop with the code RealVision.